Well, hello again and welcome in wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from. I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And I'm going to be pretty straight up with you guys and let you know that this has been a tough week. And um, for many of you listening, it's it's been that for you as well through the loss of a woman by the name of Marge McElwain. Uh, she had cancer and went quietly at the end of, of last week. And man, just a, a really tough one for me. And so when I found out on Friday morning, of last week, I, I went out to mow the yard as we were having all the young families over to our house uh, last Saturday. And if you drove by my house Friday morning, you probably would have wondered, what is this guy doing sobbing and crying while he's mowing his yard? And um, just just couldn't help it, man. That, it wasn't all that, that long ago. I was uh, brand new at doing this full time, and we have a quarterly publication here called The Central Connection, and well, with me being new at that time, I was asked to do a, a bio of sorts, and, and one of the questions that I was asked is, who are your spiritual heroes? Well, of course, as I think on that question, of course, I, I mentioned my parents, I mentioned my wife, Megan. And I could have listed so many others, but right there in that central connection, as I thought and I thought about all these people that have had an impact on my life, there were two that really stuck out to me, and that was Miss Marge and her husband, Bob. So why did she and why did they mean so much to me? Well, I, I wrote about in that publication to this question that she just always showed up, and, and it seems so simple, right? I mean, she she didn't give me a million dollars. She didn't buy me a new car. She she didn't do any of those things. She just showed up. Now, I, I hope and, and I pray often that there are people outside of, of everyone's immediate family that have just meant so much to you that it moves you in such a way that it did for me to to learn of the passing of Miss Marge. I pray often that my children will have those people in their lives outside of their immediate family that that mean as much to them and shine a light on Jesus the way that Miss Marge did for me. In 2009, uh, that, that was the last year that I played baseball, and I was at Warner University and we were playing in Daytona at Embry-Riddle, and it was always one of our toughest uh, in-conference opponents, so it was always a really big deal and a big game, and, and so your mindset in those games as an athlete is, you know, you're super focused, um, you know, th- this game always turns into a really big game, but, but you know, I, I couldn't tell you one single detail about that game, which is really rare for me. Except for one thing I could tell you, and that is that that Miss Marge and her husband, Bob, that that was the detail. 
It was my second or third at bat, so we were in the game, and I was on deck, and I was doing my thing, and and I'll never forget, I, I took a peek up into the crowd and fully expected to see some of the people that were there, like my parents, but sitting right next to them in Daytona, Miss Marge and her husband, Bob. That moment for me was life-changing. I mean... Here they are on a Saturday, drove an hour or two across the state to show up for me. Not a big deal, right? Except that it was. It's all I remember about that game. The feeling I felt in that moment, the emotion I felt was a strange feeling to feel in the middle of a big game. I had played in many big games, but it was worth it to stop and to take it in and to feel that feeling. What a great example. I just, um, I, I can't even put it into words. And, and I called her several times over the last few months and talked to her about how much all she and, and her husband Bob did for me and showing up and how that was appreciated. And every time they just always showed up for me. And, and one of the things that that I found out was that although I saw them at that game and I got to talk to them after that game and, and, and all the things and hug them and love on them, that, that the one thing I didn't know was that there were so many games that they came to throughout my high school, college playing days where I didn't see them. But they showed up for me. I mean, it's unbelievable. So so why was I crying on the lawnmower on Friday? Well, someone did something so small, and they showed up. What a great example. I, I mean, honestly, guys, I'm, I'm speechless as to how to even describe this woman. But that smile and that hug and the way she showed up, can I just encourage you today to find a way to be a Marge McElwain? You see, so often I think that we believe and we think and we feel like I've got to do something big and it's got to be powerful and it's got to involve a lot of work and a lot of effort and all the things. But then in the life of someone like Marge McElwain, you see a woman who over and over and over and over again did the small things consistently and constantly and did it without nobody knowing, no boasting about it, that she did this or, or she's done that, but rather over and over and over again, just stuck to the small and simply showed up. First Peter chapter 4 and verse 10 talks about the fact that we've got all these gifts We've got all these things that, that we have. And, and 1 Peter 4 and verse 10 says, Whatever gift you have received for others, serve others, do for others. Use that gift to show up for others. Miss Marge's gift was showing up. Miss Marge's gift was a, a smile and a hug and always saying, I love you, son. Right now, it's just blowing my mind. And and it has all week since she passed. How such small things can do something so large in the life of someone. 
even for someone like me. I just included this guy in my sermon this last Sunday when I preached, but you look at the leper in Matthew chapter 8, how, how incredible this story is that a leper barges into the crowd and is begging of Jesus to heal him of, of what Luke calls an advanced case of leprosy. But the amazing part is that before he's healed, the Bible says that Jesus touched him. Jesus touched a leper. Now, to everyone else watching, this was a no, 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 no can do. But for Jesus, this, this isn't anything major. It's nothing huge. Healing him would have been the big deal. Healing him would have been the huge. Healing him would have been the million dollars. And, and what we see in Scripture is that he hadn't healed him just yet. But he gives him the very thing that he needed the most, a touch. Nothing major, nothing huge, but it was for that leper. Something as small as a touch, a smile, a hug, the right words at just the right time. That right there was Miss Marge. And over the last week, I've, I've thanked God so much for this tiny little woman in stature who in my life was a hero. She was larger than life. And as sad as it is to lose someone like that and to not be able to call her, talk to her again, I've gone from being sad about hearing that news to this place where I'm just so thankful for the lives of people that, that God has put in my life, that shine big, bright lights on Jesus through doing the very things that he did, the small things. I also have begun to take much comfort in the fact that the Bible says in Revelation that John heard a voice from heaven, and, and that voice said to write this down. And so John did, and, and it reads, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they will rest from their labor, for their deeds will follow them. I'm so thankful that Miss Marge has found that rest from the pain and the challenges of the cancer that she had and, and the stuff that we have to deal with on this earth, she now has rest. But the beautiful part of this passage is that those deeds, that trip she made across the state to sit in the stands for a nine-inning game and to hug me afterwards and tell me she loved me will follow me for the rest of my life. And this passage reads that it will also follow her. And now she joins a new crowd and a new set of stands from Hebrews chapter 12 to continue cheering me on, just as she always did. I got nothing else for you today for your 44 than to encourage you to find a way to show up for someone. Don't talk about it. Don't boast about it. Just do it. Nothing huge, nothing major could be something as simple as a smile a hug, and an I love you. Whatever gift you have received, use it to serve others and show up for others. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend and keep on eating.